Hello and thanks for joining me on another episode of Lady Charms Live, the official podcast by yours truly, Charmy Cojones. This podcast is a platform for open and honest discussion about real life issues, where people will share real life stories. The last episode chronicled the journey of my dear friend, Tara Montague, who has been diagnosed with pregnancy-associated breast cancer. The feedback from that episode has been overwhelming. It really surpassed Tara's expectations, and she's indeed grateful for the support she has been receiving since she first broke her story. So on behalf of Tara, let me just convey thanks to all the listeners who tuned in and also reached out to her at such a time. Now, this time around, we have another thrilling story, a life that was marred with pain and sorrow, and by the grace of God, transformed into a life of peace and renewed purpose. It is often said that the prettiest smiles hide the deepest secrets, the prettiest eyes have cried the most tears, and the kindest hearts have felt the most pain. And my guest today has been a testament to this. I mean, if you've seen her, she's always smiling, laughing, or doing some sort of craziness on her social media platforms. And you could never tell that she has undergone so much depression over the years. And after hearing my first episode, she decided to share her story of pain and how she evolved in the woman she is today. So on this episode, we have a chat with fitness junkie, travel enthusiast, entrepreneur, and her most important role being a mommy. We are joined by Rochelle Forrester. Welcome to the show, Rochelle. Hi, Shamika. How are you? Thanks for having me. It's such a pleasure. I mean, I heard little snippets of your story in the past because I've known you for quite some time. And when you, when I reached out to you and you reached out to me as well, I knew that right away we would have a very good story. So I thank you for your courage, for being so brave to come onto my show to share your life story. Now, who is Rochelle? Tell the listeners some more about yourself. No problem. Um, I think Rochelle is a friendly, outspoken individual. As you said, I like to travel. I like to go to the gym. I like to find secret hideaways, you know, to just enjoy. And most of all, I'm a mom. And I think that's one of the most things I like the most. So that's me. A mom, travel junkie, fitness junkie. And On entrepreneur. I see you hustling every day. Every day, Rochelle is on the grind. <laughs> and your biggest role is that of being a mom. In fact, our story today is titled tales of a single mom and we will get into that further now i listened to parts of your heart-wrenching story prior to this interview but i never thought someone so young could have could have gone through so much when i watched your youtube channel and i saw that story i was really moved to tears i mean we're the same age and for you to go through all of that and i'm so happy you're brave enough to share this your story today so tell us some more what is it that you really went through in life well well i'm 29 now we're the same age but at age 18 going to 19 i got pregnant 
so that's where it all started. You know, I was going to a heart institution. You know, I thought I found someone. So I got pregnant at that age. And I think about three months into the pregnancy, you know, I was I realized that I was all alone. Um, you know, I tried to get a job, but given that I left high school with two threes, that was a bit hard. So that's CXE subjects. Yes. Oh. So um, I continued going to the art institutions, you know, and then my cousin, he operated a shop down by Cross Keys, yes. So I asked him for a job because I was expecting. So, you know, I was working on the weekend while going to the art institution during the week. So, you know, after that, I realized, hey, I'm pregnant, so I'm alone now. I started every year, I would do two more step subjects. So, I moved from two to four, then I end up with six. And during the summer, I normally do like summer jobs like the National Youth Service, the heart internship to gain some work experience. So after the heart training program, I would get a better job. But although that didn't happen, what happened was that one day I was going down by the heart by the NOIS office, yes, and I saw my friend. She was one grade above me, and just walking by her, she was like, hey, Rochelle, you want to go to university? And I was like, go here? Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, go to university. And I was like, I can't go to university because I only have sports, at that time I had sports, CXE, sports threes because I was doing them year by year. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I had my son, and I was still working at the minimum. I couldn't get a job anywhere else so I just stayed there and I remember she held it she just said she told me the what and what to bring and I brought them in to her and after that you know she told me I said hey this is what you need to do um this is what you need to pay and show up September I didn't know just like that she did everything for me so you all of this time you had university was nowhere on your mind any at all I had four CXEs. Which university? And you say you had them in, in threes? All threes. So, no, I had, yes. so your friend guided you through the process. You yes. got enrolled. But before we move into the university aspect, you mentioned mm-hmm. three months into your pregnancy, you were all alone. Yes. Expound on that. Is it that your, your spouse at the mm-hmm. time just got up and walked out on you? How did you become all alone? Um. Well, well. First of all, I grew up without my father present, so I grew up with my grandma and my aunt. So both parents, they weren't, you know, I didn't have the support of them. So I met someone, you know, he resembled my father and everything. So I was attracted to him because of all of that. But what happened was that he, you know, verbally, he was abusive. You know, I didn't like the way he spoke to me because I was like, what. You know, no one should speak to me like that. So I said, you know, you know, I'm going to leave. And he said, if I leave, you know, he's not going to take care of the child. And at that moment, some persons would say, and I decided that, hey, I'm leaving because I deserve better. Mm-hmm. I will do it all on my own. And that's what I did. You walked out. Was he physically abusive? No, just verbally. Just verbally. You know, he was saying things I didn't like, so I was like, no. But you know, sometimes people say that the verbal abuse is even <laughs> worse than the physical abuse because words tend to hurt sometimes more than the actual physical pain that you will endure. 
Now, just to backtrack, I, I mean, we're talking about tales of a single mother. So I want to delve some more into your pregnancy and coping as a single mother. Tell us some more about that. During my pregnancy, you know, it was one of the hardest stages of my life because I was in and out of the hospital. You know, I, it was a high-risk pregnancy because of my kidney it was swollen. And so each time I go to the clinic, you know, they would send me down by the hospital until I started going to the hospital clinic. So um, I think during my pregnancy, I did about two surgeries. So I was constantly in and out. You know, my grandmother, she was always there. I had my grandmother and my aunt with me. But it was painful because the support that I wanted from my son's father, he wasn't there. So it was just one trauma after the next. I remember during my pregnancy, I was like, Lord, if this is it, just hate me. You know, because I, you know, I, my grandmother was doing so much already. Maybe you know, I couldn't more pressure him. on her. Exactly. So I couldn't just say, hey. You know, uh, given that you're supporting me financially, can you know, I didn't want to talk to her about all my pain. You know, I remember one night just going to bed, praying on my knees, to just like, just take my life. Let me go tonight, go to bed tonight, and just not to wake up because it was too much because the pain that I grew up in, knowing that my father wasn't there, you know, I didn't want my child to experience that, none at all. And it was just so hard, you know, constantly you know my when i look my grandmother have to be helping me with buying baby clothes baby stuff you know if i go to work this weekend i might not go the other weekend or my grandmother has to be trying to put together to find food for me to eat it was hard you know my aunt has to be making clothes because you know your belly is growing and you all can't afford that. to buy maternity wear no it was just it was painful it was hard to watch you know, I think for the entire nine months, I cried. I didn't enjoy it. I can't you didn't enjoy your pregnancy? No, I can't remember Mommy. a moment when I smiled. And it was just too painful. And pregnancy is supposed to be a beautiful you know, thing. thing that you share with your, your partner and that wasn't there for you. You didn't experience. He wasn't there for you, rather. So you didn't yeah. experience that joy. No, Rochelle, um. <laughs> I'm not sure if you'll be comfortable sharing mm -hmm. the, the part where you told me previously about life on the streets. You told me once that you met up with a friend and you had to resort to begging on the street just so that you could survive. Tell me some more about how did that go? Oh, that started with, you know, I was working at the Minimart and, um, you know, I was working a little bit. I didn't want to pressure my grandmother. It was just too painful to watch. And I remember my friend and I were single mothers. And going through the same thing, we always, I shared my pain with her and she shared hers with me. So we're getting each other through all of it. Um, and we went to Mandeville one day. And just like that, we started by asking. My grandmother didn't know about it or anything. I don't think she did. Or maybe she did and didn't say anything to me. And then we started off with $100. And it became a thing where every single Saturday that was the aim because Survival. you know just to make something to bring us through the week for the child so you put and pride aside you never business who wants you you are also no. for your epitome. yeah I was like hey can I get a hundred dollar piece or uh, you know if I say a friend just a hundred dollar man and 
you know, they will just come and give you a hundred dollars, you know, do from uptown to, and then sometime, you know, after, you know, I'm tired and I feel like, okay, then. So if I make a thousand dollars, I would buy something and put it at a bag room. And then I said, okay, I just need to make like a thousand dollars more, a five hundred dollars mm-hmm. more to buy this. And that was it. And after I'm through, I would just go home, you know, to my school because that was the aim because I didn't want to question my grandmother. Uh, Rochelle, your story is is so deep. I mean, a young girl on the streets begging just so her child could survive. I am hoping that persons who are in a similar position who might be listening to our conversation today will be motivated that all hope is not lost. And if they trust and believe that things will change for them, indeed their lives will in fact turn around. We'll go for a short break, and when we return, we hear more from Rochelle, Tales of a Single Mother. Are you searching for fast, efficient, and reliable housekeeping and essential services at affordable rates? Look no further. Contact Helpmates Housekeeping and Essential Services. We offer trained, honest, and competent staff to take the hassle out of your day. Services include residential and commercial cleaning, event cleaning, chemical sales, babysitting and childcare, chartered transport services, errands, plus much more. Visit us at shop number 9 Q Plaza, opposite JPS, Villa Road, Mandeville. Call us at 337-8872 or email helpmatesja at gmail.com. Helpmates, a helping hand when you need it most. Welcome back to Lady Charms Live. We're speaking with Rochelle Forrester. She's sharing her story, Tales of a Single Mother. Before the break, Rochelle took us through her journey, being a pregnant woman all alone. Her child's father, well, she walked away from her child's father three months into her pregnancy due to verbal abuse. She spent some time on the streets begging just so her child could survive. So moving on, Rochelle, how did you cope with all of this depression? I'm coping. Um, I think one of the things that really helped is that knowing that my grandmother did know was one and then my friend, she was a single mother also, we would talk about it. You know, so I would tell her, you know, what I didn't like and she would tell me what she didn't like. And then I started to write about it and then just talking about it, knowing that it's real. That was one of the the little motivation for me. And then just to know that my son was happy. He was happy with the small thing that, you know, I could provide. That was one of the things that really got me through what was the turning point in your life? Because I'm so proud of the woman you have become. I mean, looking back at where you started to where you are now, I am truly happy to see how you have blossomed into just a wonderful, phenomenal woman doing so many great things, loving your child. I mean, you have a lovely son. I spoke to him on the phone this morning. He answered, and he's so polite. And just seeing all of that, Rochelle, I I have to congratulate you. You did not stay down. You pushed. And I, I see that every day. Rochelle is always on the go. So tell us now, what was the turning point in your life? 
I think one of the turning points in my life is um, I have a few, but I think one of the main ones, I think it was my son's third birthday. And I know I couldn't afford to take him out or anything. So we took a photo. And after taking that photo, I couldn't afford to buy him like our entire cake. So I bought him a slice of rainbow cake. It has about six different colors, but it was a beautiful little cake, a slice at OMG. And I got him a car. And just so he, you know, when he was eating the cake, he was just so happy, you know, and I was like, okay, then I need to get my life together because Mm -hmm. if I don't, that smile will go. And I always want my son to have that smile. I always want him to be motivated. And sometimes he's just this type of person. He's so loving. He would just give you a kiss or he would just hug you. So those are the little moments for me, knowing that if I am not doing my best or I'm not loving myself the most, my son won't live his best life. And that's my intention. So I think that would be my turning point when my son was three. And of course, your son is your source of inspiration and your biggest motivator. He keeps you motivated. So you went to university, got your degree, got a job and life changed for you. So how do you feel now looking back at your past and where you are now? How do you feel in this moment? I know it sounds a bit cliche because you're going to say, yes, it feels good. But for somebody who is listening, who is at their lowest point in life now. Just offer Mm -hmm. some sort of motivation. Give them a few words of encouragement. I would say stop, you know, saying that I wish and just start saying that I will. You know, the moment you look in the mirror and say that I will, and one thing that really works for me is writing them down. So the more you see your goal, the easier it will be for you. I know for most persons now, oh, I'm a single mother and it's hard and I just don't want to go on. But if you continue to fight and if you find that light, that little light at the end of the tunnel, it will get easier. One day, just like me, you're going to look back and you're going to have a story because I didn't know six, seven years ago that this would be me. You know, I didn't know that I could go to university I left with two CXCs and now I have six hundred degrees. So it's possible. Lovely, lovely story, Rochelle. And as we close, if you're listening and you feel as if you've reached your breaking point and you're basically living life on the edge, remember God is still in control. You heard Rochelle's story, Tales of a Single Mother How She struggled during her pregnancy and she turned her life around after giving birth to her son who is her biggest inspiration and her biggest motivator. So remember that in life, God is the author and finisher of all things. So just put your trust in him and allow him to transform your life. Because with God, all things are possible. So just trust and believe that he will see you through. Thank you for tuning in to episode two of Lady Charms Live. Tales of a Single Mother, the Rochelle Forrester story. My guest today was Rochelle Forrester who shared her thrilling life story on how she almost gave up and her son turned her life around. Do you or someone you know have a story to share? Contact Lady Charms live via email at charm underscore honest at live.com or Instagram 
at LadyCharmsLive underscore podcast. Episodes will broadcast on anchor.fm slash charms. Until we meet again, I am Charms imploring you to do good, be kind, and spread love. Thank you. I forgot what to do to fit the mold. The more I try, the less it's working.